I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. All right, what's up, guys? In this video, we're going to talk about when it's time to start that second fund, that third fund, that fourth or fifth or sixth, whatever fund you're on. Like, when is the right time to do that and how it changes for different types of funds? So let's get into it. So first and foremost, a lot of people come to me and they're like, Lincoln, like right off the bat, like I want to start this real estate fund, this assisted living fund, this you know, all these different types of funds. And I'm like, look, you're most likely to succeed if you start with one asset. And we say that all the time, but you really are. It's easier to sell. It just makes everything make more sense. But assuming that you've done that, then you can, you know, move on to second, second fund. So let's take real estate first. So the typical life cycle of a fund, right, is you kind of raise some money in this period. Real estate is anywhere from three, five, seven, long as 10 years. I would say normal is probably seven, but you have three main phases um, in a fund. You kind of have your acquisitions, you have a value add, and then you kind of have a dispositions phase, right? There's a couple things to think about of when you want to launch a different fund. Like I would think about it like honestly starting a business, right? When you start a business, you usually don't start with, you know, 10 different products. I mean, you might, but usually you just try and have a flag. That's why there's such thing as a flagship product, right? It's kind of your leading product. So a lot of funds will actually call their first fund a flagship fund. So with real estate, this would be fund one, right? You, you kind of run it as soon as you're done. Like ideally, if you're, if you want to repeat this same type of fund. So let's say this is a multifamily fund. As soon as you are done with that acquisitions phase, you're gonna go and you're gonna start on fund number two. And there's a couple reasons being here. So I know you're lean, like when you're starting out, you're like, how can I start another fund? But eventually you're gonna have teams over each one of these subsectors, right? You should at least. And you know, you wanna keep your acquisitions team busy at all times. And so as soon as you stop fundraising for fund one and, and you close, you, you start fundraising for fund two. And that acquisitions period in real estate is usually like what, two to three years. So then you start your second fund on the same year. And that's especially for the same type of asset. You can launch different products the same way as well. So oftentimes funds will be called products. So you have several different product offerings to your investors, different types of funds, depending on their needs and their objectives, so on and so forth. So, and then you're gonna do the same thing, just keep going, keep going on and keep growing. And then if you have, so new subsets that you wanna launch, you can do that too. But first of all, like the most important thing is that you establish yourself as an expert at something. Um, and then as long as you, I say this, I've said this before, I say it a lot, as long as your capital meets your capacity. So if you have the demand, if you have investors just saying, please take my money, then yeah, launch new products, have new different types of funds, but you don't really wanna bring them five and not be able to complete you know, finish your target raise on any of them. So with, with like an acquisitions, you're never gonna wanna have another real estate fund. It's not ideal. That does like, that has the exact same investment mandate. Why? Because the investors in this fund and the investors in this fund, there's kind of a conflict of interest there of which one's proprietary, right? Which one gets the better deals? So um, you don't wanna have like the same type of 
fun going on at the same time. You can have different products that you launch, say it's a different product, you launch it at the exact same time and you know, that's okay if you have the demand. When you're when you're giving a platform of products to your investors and you're saying, you know, here's what you can choose from, there's kind of two main fundamentals, at least in real estate. There's kind of a, a growth oriented fund where you're just trying to well, increase that IRR as much as possible. Um, and then there's sometimes an income related. These are kind of the two main types of funds that people would start with. And this one is more focused on rents and paying out more frequent distributions, offering you know more liquidity to investors. That's kind of real estate in a nutshell. When, I mean, when is it a good time? Like this is ideal. And then you, I mean, if you have the capacity to launch new products and new funds, you just follow the same formula of when you launch like the second fund under that same product set. But yeah, that's that's so that's real estate. So venture and private equity. So venture is usually simple. It's very it looks just like like just with real estate except you usually don't have different products. I mean, if you're some behemoth like Sequoia, yeah, you might focus on like Series A or something like that. Or, you know, later down the road you might get into different sectors. Maybe one focuses on AI and tech fund and the other ones like uh, education or ESG fund fund or something like that. You can launch different products, but most venture funds don't do that until you've like followed one product and had several funds under the same investment thesis, like five or 10 times, right? If like, if, if that market opportunity is dissolving, that's when you would want to start exploring new product sets. So, and private equity is very similar. Traditionally follows the same path. Usually in private equity, you'll come in with like, hey, this is our strategy. These are the types of companies we like. These are our objectives. You usually follow the same product line for a while. You don't usually start new ones. And something to remember, like if you are wanting to start new funds, like you're gonna have your GP and your LP you know, if you're starting a new fund, like this general partner could be the same. So this, this general partner could be the same general partnership for fund one and fund two and fund three under the same partnership. But usually if you have a different product set, then you're going to have a whole different GP and you can have different GPs for each of these. If you want, it's usually not super common, but you can. And the reason you have a complete new one is usually, I mean, this is a whole different sector. You're going to, like you're gonna have a whole different acquisitions team, you know, a whole different development team, maybe a different money raising team. And as such, you don't want the partners, you don't want the partners that just do assisted living to be a part of your multifamily fund or, you know, vice versa. You don't want your FinTech guys to be a part of your whatever series A guys for, for venture. Now we always need to address the, you know, cause there's vast stark differences between, you know, an open and closed ended vehicles. So hedge funds, and I put CC for crypto related funds, these are open-ended vehicles. So in reality, you start one, right? And then you run it ideally in perpetuity. You're, you're just gonna be trading that asset and you're gonna be growing your AUM until either you're fully subscribed or you know your investors leave or you know whatever happens. But that's the goal. Uh, obviously that doesn't happen, hedge funds fail. People will often come to me and say, well, should I start, when should I start a second hedge fund? It's kind of the same ideology, same thought process here. If you have the demand, if this fund, let's call this first fund, you know, 10 million, let's say you wanted to do it small, but then you go and you start raising money and you oversubscribe because usually you're going to have a max and you end up with 20 million in this fund and you just have so much demand for this product and you could easily raise a 20 more. Sure. Introduce an entirely different product, but it should have a different investment mandate. Like just the, the objectives of the fund should be different. Again, 
I do encourage you just start with one, start with one product, one thesis, one strategy, and grow that. And once you're successful, you can start down, you know, introducing different products. Got to listen to your investors. And there's the same type, right? There's kind of a more, usually a growth and an income for hedge funds. You know, if you're, if you can collect premiums on options and one and the other, you're, you're going to shoot the moon. Great. Like, you know, but outline that in your, your investment thesis and listen to your investors. What is the market asking for? Anytime, an investor does not elect to allocate with you, you better leave that conversation knowing why. And if there's anything you could do about it, if it's a different mandate, if there's a different, like if someone would be more interested in a different type of strategy or whatever it is, understand that. But yeah, I, it's totally up to you of when to start your next funds. There's a lot of strategy that needs to go into it. And uh, I'm excited to work with you guys on getting these, you know, fund four and fund six and fund 10 launched. So hopefully, hopefully that was helpful. Have a good one. Hey, hey, it's Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch and scale funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? -on -one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't wanna talk about that in here, but if you wanna learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.